Welcome to Indiana Sports Beat Radio, presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Looks over the middle, second guesses, fires, throws, does he make the catch in the end zone? Yes! Touchdown! Oladipo to win it! Another one! He got it! Galloway finds Rob Finnessy, who fires the three, and oh, he hit it! Now, from the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios, here's your host, Jim Coyle. Hello, everybody. Jim Coyle with you on another edition of Indiana Sports Beat Radio, coming to you from high atop the 18th fairway on this, what are we, the ninth day? Yeah, ninth day of March, Thursday. Golf Club Eagle Point Studios, like I said. Don't forget, Indiana Sports Beat Radio, powered by Andy Moore. Andy Moore Honda. Make sure you go to Andy Moore Honda, andymorehonda.com to get more to your door. And the great family of restaurants in and around Bloomington, great places like BB's Market, Southern Stone Feast, and Hank's Pizza Mac. Former um, Wagon Wheel Pizza. Or swing in pizza, rather. Um, man, they've got all kinds of well, these these Mac bowls. They're incredible. Ooh, let's see. Where's the, yeah. Polynesian Mac, Loaded Potato Mac, Southwest Mac, Blazing Buffalo, Memphis Mac. What's up, Dustin Shooty? We are underway with the Big Ten Tournament. Fired up. Yeah. Upsets yes. last night. Two upsets. Yes, How about that? Do you call them? Can you call them upsets? Yeah, you can. Well, okay. The Ohio State beating Wisconsin not really an upset, but Minnesota beating Nebraska was. That is that that definitely I'll give you that because Nebraska had looked good. They had won. Uh, I don't know. They'd won three they'd or won four fi- games in a row. They won five of six and six of their last eight. They had the best record in February in the Big Ten. <laughs> And for Indiana fans, that's who you wanted to see win just because I'm thinking that's who you probably want to see go, go up against Maryland uh, for an opportunity to knock them off as opposed to Minnesota, which now will probably not be as quite as good a, as good a shot. But uh, how's everybody doing on the uh, Andy Moranda hotline? They're lighting that thing up. Appreciate you guys. Uh, David. He's ready for some who's your tournament action. Kevin, of course, always on. Jamie from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Man, uh, they're all over the place. Southern Brown County, like that. <laughs> Getting specific. Uh, Land of Lakes, Florida. Lee. Of course, the uh, Fred, Mr. Traveler, he's back to uh, the Eastern Assassins, back to uh, Pennsylvania. Fulzan still he's still in uh he's still in Amon Jordan. That shouldn't surprise you. Uh hope everyone's having a good start. Uh to their day, Carl as well. Uh yep. Robert, the Huskers and the Beavers are done. They are out the door. Philip, yep, that's what we're gonna be talking about. Hey Cheryl Sizemore. There you go. Make sure if you're in the market for a home in the uh, Indianapolis area, that's exactly who you turn to. You find her at reach out to her, Cheryl at IndyHomePros.com. 
Uh, Jim Beheim. Everyone's acting so shocked, which I understand because he didn't. He seems a little shocked. Uh, it, it's hard to understand what the hell's going on with this. I thought he was retiring, but then he he's acting like he didn't have anything to do with it. That he didn't want to retire. His comments were weird. Uh, it's up. To, are you retired? Well, it's up to the school. Yada yada. Uh, my our our, our friend Mike DeCourcy put out a, a, a quick nice piece. You know that this was a, a great opportunity for him to to hand off the torch to um, the, the next guy who was a former player of his, uh, but didn't happen that way. Um. So many times, some things go well and some things don't. But sometimes even when they go well, like North Carolina, they don't go well. Right. Uh, but this stuff, yeah, you get over. He's uh, Everyone's acting like he's acting like an old curmudgeon. He is an old curmudgeon. Gee whiz. Do you not know who Jim Beheim is? Curmudgeon. Come on. That's what I said, curmudgeon. <laughs> Now, here's the thing, though. I think here, okay, this is, you're probably going to disagree with this based on what you just said. Uh, I think Jim Bayham's a jackass. I, I've never liked him. Uh, and that's, look, his job is not to, his job is to win basketball games, not to, not to um, coddle the media or be attentive to the media or whatever. That's not his job. A bit. I don't disagree with you at all. He's, he has been a, he has been a jackass on, Yes. Way too many occasions. And so I have never liked him. Now, that doesn't take anything away from what he did as a basketball coach or what his team's accomplished or his the longevity of his, his career. But it was very fitting to me for him to go out the way he did where it was, well, that's for Syracuse to decide. Oh, well, I didn't say that I wanted to come back. And just this waffling back and forth. So I'm it's one of the last of an era, right? Like he's one of the last. Oh, Tom yeah. was probably – Tom Izzo and maybe Leonard Hamilton are probably the last two of that era to, to, to yeah, be doing but, what they're uh, doing. Yeah, but uh, you, you can't – I don't count Leonard Hamilton. He hasn't won enough for me. Just well, I'm just talking about longevity. Longevity, yeah. Longevity is one thing. Tom Izzo was one of the last winners. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so there's that. Uh, what did I just see? Uh, oh, yeah. Mark, Mark Adams out at Texas Tech. Man, you want to talk about going from the highest of highs lows a year ago? He was the darling. Uh, they were just – he was just – he was the greatest thing since uh, since Toast, man. Yeah. But um, made a, an ignorant statement. Um, just an ignorant – I sometimes I, I just don't understand how people can be so ignorant today. In, in the case of what he said – Dude, I'm like, what in the hell is wrong with you? Um, I, that's you know, it, it's like doing what 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 we do, what I do. You have to be so careful with the spoken word, right? And there's and there's nobody that I know that's looser with the spoken word than I am. Um, right. So, oh, so when you're behind this thing, um, you you have to. Think quick, and I just—it's just now ironic that Ole Miss 
is I was about just gonna say. Chris Beard because they can have Chris Beard back. Now, I don't think Texas Tech would take Chris Beard back personally because he jilt because he jilted him a and he's got baggage number two. Well, I mean, it is the least surprising thing that an SEC school, in particular Ole Miss, would be after Chris Beard. On, I mean, it it is the least surprising thing I think I maybe I've ever heard, outside of Bob, maybe Auburn hiring Hugh Freeze. Bob Huggins, that's right. He is the uh, oh yeah, um, great. Bob one. Huggins is the current all time leader in wins right now, active. Yep, he is the all time. Do you know he has more wins than Bob Knight? I I saw that statistic on uh, on ESPN yesterday when they were uh, when they were playing. Do you know who has who has one more win than Bob Knight? Roy Williams. Oh, does he really? So I I did not realize that. I didn't remember that. So I'm like, oh, okay. There was a. Let me get to this mark, and then I'm going to step down. <laughs> Uh, a definite there. Uh, so there, there's that. But yeah, uh, Bayheim's out, and uh, Syracuse is done. We have that. Got we've got that going for us, which is nice. Uh, but more importantly, the Big Ten tournament is underway, or all the tournaments are underway. Uh, it's it's action, Jackson. Tomorrow I will be coming to you from Chicago. I had planned on not. Uh, being there until later, but I, I'm going to have to go up early. So, um, as a matter of fact, I will be leaving as soon as the show's over today, and I will probably be at the games tonight. As a matter of fact, there you go. Uh, catching those two. So, and then uh, the action gets started today. You've got the first. Um, Wait, here's it, I mean, you've got you're going up to Chicago. Uh, do you are you getting pizza when you're up there? No. No. Not a deep dish fan. No. Oh, okay. No. No. All right. Well, what are you going to do you have a preference of when you're in Chicago where you eat or what you eat? Well, first of all, by the time the last game is played. <laughs> all that's going to be open is dive bars. All that's going to be left is probably what's left in the media room, left over oh, yeah. whatever's in there. <laughs> they don't start the last game until approximately 9 or 9.30, mm-hmm. which means it gets over at approximately 11, 11.30. Then you figure you got another hour of work hour to hour and a half of work that's 1 a.m right i'm ready for bed man well you'll be on central i mean your body won't be adjusted but it will be central time so that's one positive and then and then and then you get up the next day um now saturday won't be as bad as friday friday is a full slate of games again right Thursday and Friday are the grinders for the media. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Saturday it eases up because then you're cut back to just two games, um, which is nice. So Saturday, Saturday's when you can enjoy. Well, no, I, I'm sure they have a late game to get that TV audience. No, oh, well, isn't it usually like twelve thirty or one o'clock and three o'clock? Uh, man, like, they're not terribly what, late. What? Well, we'll pull up. Uh, have to pull we'll up the schedule. schedule I don't, yeah, I don't know what the exact time is. 
But Jordan's a deep dish fan, though. There we go. Look, I've got yeah. to take I've got to take some sort of antacid if I'm eating deep dish. I don't love it, but I I'll, if I'm in Chicago, I'll eat it. Uh, yeah, that is. I I think that Indiana would have liked to have seen. Well, we talked about this, right? Like, win, yeah, yeah. If it was if if Indiana was in the Thursday slot, you would prefer to play Minnesota. Right, you would have you would have loved that outcome, but because Indiana got the double bye, and that would if Nebraska could have pulled off the upset against Maryland, which they had done last month, then then you're talking about playing a team that's on their third game in three days versus a team that's well rested playing their first game. So that's what Indiana wanted to see. I'm guessing you're going to get Maryland now, but the, the what I would say is that. The other benefit of that is if I'm Mike Woodson, I I mean, they've seen Maryland already. They know what they're going to get. But now you can start probably scouting for Maryland. I wouldn't put much stock into Minnesota. Chicago hot dogs, and now we're talking. Oh, see, I'm not a fan oh, of the Chicago hot dogs. Oh, man. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Mustard. Oh, yeah, baby. Nope. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, boy. Uh, let's see. And... Oh, and we got daylight savings time starting this weekend. That's oh, right, girl. That's the see. This is how they trick us every year. I know it's going away, but every year they sneak it into Selection Sunday, so we pretend not to care. Yeah, I don't know that. That's but dude, it. But it's funny how the businesses that are open on those nights absolutely observe daylight savings time on those nights. Right, get that extra hour. <laughs> Speaking of extra, we've got more coming to you here on this Thursday. Dustin Shooty with us already. Matt Taylor from the Colts expected to be with us. Tyler Staley from thehoosier.com. And our friend Chris Denari from the Pacers. And we've got you covered on Big Ten Tournament. We'll hear from Mike Whitson. We're going to hear from... uh, uh, I want to hear from – we're going to hear from Jim Beheim. I sh- uh, John, I should have had you play that clip while we were talking about it earlier. Lots more Indiana Sports Beat Radio brought to you by our good friends from Hank's Pizza Mac, located right down on North College Avenue in Bloomington. You can easily find the phone number for deliveries, 812-330-0000. That's it. Back with more Indiana Sports Beat Radio right after this. We'll be right back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Whether it's at our place or yours, great food and a great time is our guarantee. Endeavor Hospitality is a locally owned and operated restaurant group also offering catering services in Bloomington, Indiana. Our local restaurants provide an array of options that never leave you bored. Just to tempt you with a few mouth-watering options, experience a charcuterie board at Feast, Southern Stone's Fried Chicken, Vegan Tacos at the Owlery, an authentic Italian meal at Cabello, or a hearty breakfast at BB's Market. Your next dining endeavor starts by visiting Endeavor, Indiana, or downloading the WOW Club app to earn exclusive dining rewards. Endeavor Hospitality and the WOW Network. 
Andy Moore Honda is Bloomington's number one Honda dealer simply because you get the best deals. And right now, it's the certified Dream Deal sales event. Get 0.99% APR financing for well-qualified buyers on all 2017 through 2021 Honda certified pre-owned Accords, Civics, CRVs, HRVs, and Pilots. See dealer for financing deals. Andy Moore Honda, Bloomington's number one Honda dealer. Get more to your door with AndyMoreHonda.com. Come see us at the all-new Andy Moore Honda, now in Bloomington. Hey, this is John, the producer with Indiana Sports Beat Radio. We're now a part of the Rivals Network. The Hoosier.com is where you can find complete coverage of Indiana basketball, football, and plenty more. Simply go to the Hoosier.com and sign up. It's free. You can also find full episodes of Indiana Sports Beat Radio on the homepage or on the station every week, Monday through Friday. If we're not on a station where you live, we should be. Ask for Indiana Sports Beat Radio. Bibby's Market is your local meat shop, steakhouse, and caterer. No matter where you live, located on South College in Bloomington, Bibby's opens every day at 6 a.m. with fresh, custom-made breakfast, brunch, lunch, and dinner items. With some of the best custom meats around, in-house made deli side dishes, salads, and lunch meats, Bibi's Market has the largest variety of in-house made products in southern Indiana, including 14 different marinades for chicken, beef, and unique recipes for over 35 varieties of brats and sausages. Visit bbsmarket.com for online ordering. If you're looking for a home in the Indianapolis area, you need Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty. Cheryl Sizemore has over two decades of experience, and that could be the difference in you getting the home you want in today's tough housing market. Reach out to Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty at Cheryl at IndieHomePros.com or 317-298-0961. Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty. Let Cheryl Sizemore get you in the home you want today. Cheryl at IndieHomePros.com. Southern Stone Restaurant, located at the corner of Patterson and Rogers in Bloomington, offers a variety of freshly made fare, tying their roots in limestone with their love of Southern eateries. With quality, local, and organic food as their main focus, Southern Stone strives to always provide their guests with an exceptional dining experience. With weekly specials, quick, attentive service, Southern Stone Restaurant provides delicious, five-star comfort food with a Southern charm at two-star prices. Southern Stone Restaurant is part of Endeavor Hospitality's Wild Club. This segment is brought to you by Southern Stone Restaurant. Now back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. It's Thursday of Conference Tournament Week. Welcome back, Indiana Sports Beat Radio. Coming to you from the confines of Golf Club at Point Studios. Brought to you by our good friends at Southern Stone Restaurant, located at Patterson and Rogers. It is one of the finest places to eat. Southern comfort. Southern flair in the food. Oh, I've, I had the salmon there last night, as a matter of fact, and it was delicious. Oh, here we go. Okay, bro, chiming in. Mr. Deep Dish. Kevin Mr. loves New, pizza. Mr. <laughs> New York. Mr. New York. He's got his New York pizza. What do you mean, finally, I return? What are you talking about? You need uh, Send him the link. What you should do. <laughs> Thank you. 
Speaking of like, what's up, Matthew Taylor? Hey, can you guys hear me okay? Oh, like a like a dream, baby. That's right. <laughs> what's going on? You know what? Uh, great times this week. Uh, how was uh, how was the the fiftieth annual combine uh, in your life? I think that was number fifteen for me, yeah. and uh, it, it gets it gets bigger and broader every year, like we talked about. And so that's always like the benchmark, uh, like the the catalyst jumping off week of, of the NFL offseason, right? I mean, once you get to the combine, you know that it's full board draft season. Um, you know NFL free agency is right around the corner. That starts next week, believe it or not. Monday at is the start of the legal tampering period, and then uh, <laughs> which sounds stupid, I understand. Um, I, I, I always second-guess myself every time that comes out of my mouth, but that's indeed what it is. Um, teams can start negotiating with uh, unrestricted free agents all over the NFL at that point. And then uh, deals can start to become official at uh, 4 o'clock on Wednesday. And so it's going to be a wild week, and we'll see how active and you know how, how big of a participant the Colts are that first week. But if I have to guess, you know they're, they're probably going to be more of a second or a third week uh, big player, if you will. But... Um, yeah, every year this time of year, you know, we watch basketball. We got the multiple screens going, watching the NCAA tournament. But then one eye is always, you know, on the uh, the waiver wire, if you will, uh, on what's going on around the NFL. So it, it it kind of unfortunately overshadows, or at least equal on equal footing with uh, a lot of other sports, even in the off season. That's how big the NFL is, as you guys know. All right, I got a two-part question based on what you just said. Number one, is it legitimately called the legal tampering period? It is. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> okay. so, I learned something today. I did too. Uh, yeah. This, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. That's that's uh, that's all I got. I me. Mean, it it sounds oxymoron. It is, but you know, it. I, I don't know if they have a better name for it, but that's what it is widely referred to as that that period of time between. Monday at noon and then Wednesday at four o'clock legal tampering. And so to, to build on that, maybe you can't talk a lot about this, but just in the, in the series of hypothetical, does it hurt anything for the Colts to reach out to a one quarterback from the Baltimore Ravens? That is non-exclusively franchise tagged. You know, that that's certainly a issue. Um, you know, I, I've read where it's been reported that if if Lamar Jackson does indeed sign an offer sheet and then the Ravens do not match that offer sheet, that Lamar Jackson would be the first quarterback in the history of the NFL to get the non-exclusive franchise player tag and not re-sign with the team that tagged him. Oh. So... I'm, it's it on on one hand you're shocked that hey this guy's an MVP not that long ago right 2019 NFL MVP and Daniel Jones just got paid right he had a losing yeah. record for his first three years then all of a sudden he gets paid you know like one of the best uh, quarterbacks in the game for having one good year and then here's this guy that's put together a really good career taking his team to the playoffs a couple of times won an MVP dynamic quarterback. A lot of traits that 
a lot of teams look for in terms of quarterback play, right? He's, he's accurate, he's mobile, he's dynamic, he's athletic. Why is he not getting any sniffs? And some people are pointing to, hey, we, we just don't want this Deshaun Watson thing, the contract that he got that was yeah. otherworldly to become the norm. So we have to you know, m- make sure that what the Browns did still remains an outlier and, and still is – very much uh, the exception, not the rule, even though quarterback contracts continue to climb and get more lucrative year by year. That's the nature of the business. Um, But I I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we all saw last year what happened with Deshaun Watson and, you know, teams pursuing him and ruffling the feathers of their quarterbacks on the roster. I mean, we saw that last year with the Colts and he was a Falcon, you know, that, that relationship got, really kind of awkward and it deteriorated really fast. So our team's more, um, you know, more controlled and, and more cognizant of that. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't have the answer to it, but yes, it is very unprecedented with a, uh, to have a quarterback of this status and be this accomplished and seemingly not getting any sniffs around the NFL and teams are coming out too. teams are coming out. You know, the, the, I don't know how it works, but you've got general managers and executives going to their preferred uh, media outlets or their preferred reporters and, and basically willingly giving up the information that we're not interested or we're not going to we're not going to bid or not. We're not involved in that game. So it's it's very, very interesting. There's no doubt about that. Is it also a way for the Ravens to see exactly what they can get away with from a financial standpoint. Well, yeah, from their yeah, from their standpoint, it's okay if if you want if you want guaranteed contract and you want to be in the neighborhood of Deshaun Watson, you know, we're not comfortable with that, but you know, let's let's go see what you can get. Let's go see what the the rest of the NFL tells you. And again, I I, I don't I don't know I don't know what's going on, but it, it's it's very very weird that again He's not even getting phone calls reportedly. He's not setting up, you know, interviews or visits with other teams. I think somebody comes in late. I think somebody comes in late. I just think I just think teams in in a salary cap era, I know the quarterback is gonna have to command a large piece of that pie. That's inevitable, right? That's that's the nature of the business, like I said. But I, I'm telling you that this Deshaun Watson deal last year is just otherworldly, right? And it's ridiculous. But what about you know, you know, as trying to get because the culture in a position where they're trying to either potentially trade up to get a, a quarterback or stay where they are in the first round and get a whatever that 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 guy's going to cost X amount. But what what is what has more value a a guy that you're going to have to He's not going to be the guy for the first year, maybe two, or get a guy that is the guy right now. Well, I, I think it's it's case by case. I think it's team by team. And if you look at the case of the Colts, again, like we talked about a couple of weeks ago, when you go four, twelve, and one, long story short is I, I think the offense contributed to that. I think the defense contributed to that. So no longer do I think you can say the Colts are just a quarterback away? And when you bring in 
a quarterback, or if you do bring in a quarterback like Lamar Jackson, yeah, he's going to command. I mean, no matter what his deal is, I don't think he's going to get the Deshaun. He's going to be in that Deshaun Watson neighborhood, but certainly he's going to be, you know, a guy that's on a second contract and is going to get paid like a former MVP and and deservedly so. Um, but you know, the Colts are not a team right now that is just flush in cap space like they have been in, in the past. Now, they might be able to make some moves uh, to, to free up some more cap uh, space, if you will. Um, but I, I think a lot of teams look at what's going on in the draft right now. You know, those teams in the top 10, like the Colts or the Panthers, the Texans, and, and uh, you know, the Raiders perhaps. But I think a lot of teams look at this and say there's a lot of attractiveness to a rookie quarterback on a rookie contract, which frees you up to do a lot of other things financially. And bringing in Lamar Jackson, he, he's he's a proven guy. Said for guy that's proven it on Sunday and not Saturday, right? You're you're not guessing. This is not a this is not an estimation of how good Lamar Jackson is. You know how good he is because he's played in this league and. He's shined, and he's one of the best quarterbacks in the game. Um, but with that comes the financials, and that kind of hamstrings you a little bit uh, financially and roster mechanic-wise on what you can do when you have to pay your quarterback like the way he wants to be paid. Well, and I think, too, you go back, and I don't know – I don't want to compare anybody to Peyton Manning, but he comes into the league, and he I, I mean, he led the league in interceptions. He has the, still owns the rookie record for that. So, like, just because a guy may not be, quote-unquote – day one ready doesn't mean he can't be the future of the franchise. So uh, I, I, I still think that they would, I mean, the, the best option is probably to go with a quarterback in the draft unless something comes up. But I mean, I just, from the perspective of um, reaching out, I, I don't know that it hurts anything. I mean, that, that's where my curiosity came from. Well, and, um, I, I, and, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, but what I, what I failed to mention, I'm sorry, this is, this is probably on me, but what I failed to mention and all of this with with Lamar Jackson's situation is if if you if you do sign him to an offer sheet or give him an offer sheet, and he comes to your club, that club's going to have to give up two first round draft picks to the right. Ravens. Like that's part of this, right? And that yeah. and I think that's what I mean, that that's a lot. You're going to have to give up two starters, future starters, plus you're going to have to pay him. So right. that that's a lot. When you factor in, hey, if I'm in the top 10, I, I keep my draft picks. I draft a guy that I think could maybe turn into a Lamar Jackson or a Joe Burrow or a, a Josh Allen, what have you. And I'm able to play with that guy, develop him for the next four years, maybe five, uh, on a rookie contract. And I'm able to opportunity where I don't have to pay my quarterback 25% of the salary cap. Going back to the NFL Combine, Matt, were there any players or any uh, specific position groups, anybody that you talked to or, or uh, heard anything from that, that really stood out to you from those couple days in, at Lucas Oil Stadium? Yeah, I mean, outside of the quarterbacks, obviously, it's it's really beauty is in the eye of the beholder on these QBs. I mean, you talk to right, – we, we maybe have – we had interviews and podcasts with maybe 20-plus draft uh analysts or former executives and things like that and you know some would say yeah anthony richardson's this guy that he's got a lot of upside and he's a lottery ticket and if he goes to the right scheme and the right team he might be able to 
develop and, and really improve upon his accuracy from last year. Then there's other people who are saying, yeah, Anthony Richardson, man, he's a wild card. Uh, I just don't see it. I mean, his production, his accuracy in college is the NFL historically. Same thing with Bryce Young. You know, the the size and the stature doesn't bother me. He was able to um, be durable in college. And then other people say, well, this is the NFL, 17 games, man. You got, you know, real men barreling down on you and you're going to be taking a beating and, you, you know, you're not going to be able to play like that at, at, the, at the next level. So it's really fascinating to see, you know, what how big these red flags are with these uh, particular quarterbacks because you don't have that that perfect um, uh, prospect in this draft class, right? There's no Andrew Luck or Trevor right. Lawrence in this group. So that was really fascinating. But outside of that, I mean, I think you have the wide receiver class again, pretty deep, maybe not as deep as other drafts in the recent past. Um, maybe you don't have the home run guy like a Jamar Chase or a Jefferson, but obviously guys that are going to be able to come in and contribute and, and turn into starters either next year or the year after that, maybe be a couple of number ones uh, wide receiver wise. And then I think offensively what you're hearing is that maybe the, the deepest part of the draft position wise is tight end. And that, that might be interesting to the Colts because no matter how deep the tight end class is, that's typically a position that you don't see a run on until day two, late day two, like round three or early day three, you know, rounds four, round five. So I think you can get some really good positional value at the tight end spot. And we'll see what the Colts do. They're bringing back Jelani Woods. They're bringing back Andrew Ogletree, who didn't play at all last year. He tore his ACL early on in training camp, and he was a guy that was really ascending in, in again, at, at, at training camp at, at Grand Park and maybe was a little bit of ahead of schedule more so than Jelani Woods at the time, which is really saying something considering the season that Woods had, especially late. Um, so he's intriguing. You're bringing Mo Alley-Cox back. So we'll see what the Colts decide to do at that position. And then defensively, you know, you had the whole uh, news there with your kid, um, at, at Georgia and the legal situation that he ran into, that's going to affect the Colts at the top of the draft and their, you know, prospects of trading up to either number three or number one. Do you know, do the Bear how, how comfortable would the Bears feel trading back um, in order to get a, a top defensive player in this draft, or, or are they uh, in a position where they're going to trade back to number two with the Texans, or trade back to number four with the Colts, and then trade back again? You know, kind of uh, bite, have two bites of that same apple and still be able to get a blue chip player on their board. So really, really fascinating stuff at the Combine. And like I said, Combine is always that that first week that tells you it's draft season, it's here, and uh, we are, what, 49, 50 days away from the draft. So we're still, we're still six weeks out. So a lot of conjecture, a lot of things are going to change. You're going to hear a lot of rumors at Pro Days, a lot of rumors that come out of the top 30 visits. So it's a fun, fun time of the year, but I, I'm, I'm ready to hit the fast-forward get it over with in the speculation. Stop talking about the quarterback. Start. Stop talking about all the what-ifs. Let's get a guy in here. Let's see what happens, and let's start building. Let's get it on! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my friend Matt Taylor, I hope you have a, a great rest of your week and uh, a great weekend, man. You're going to be watching some NCAA, filling out the NCAA tournament pools yeah we will be having some fun man like i said we're gonna have multiple screens working this weekend and um 
NFL free agency basically starts on Monday, and so we'll be we'll be called back into duty. Um, you know, on on things that affect the Colts. Well, again, we'll see how active the Colts are. But yes, next week is a lot of screen time, unfortunately, between hoops and uh, off season moves in the NFL. So, gonna have to watch watch my screen time, make sure I'm. I'm present and accounted for when you turn those things off. But, yeah, it's going to be a lot of inside time. Maybe get some fresh air next weekend. Looking forward to it, brother. Appreciate you so much. All right, guys. Be well. Thanks for having me. You bet. Matthew Taylor from the Indianapolis Colts, the voice of the Colts. Matt Taylor, of course, joining us here on Indiana Sports Beat Radio. Brought to you by our good friends from Go Team. For those on the go, whether it's you, your kids, uh, the team, hard to find a Fresh, healthy, tasty snack on the go. Goteen has all that and more full of protein powder. You can pick them up at BB's Market or get them at GoteenBites.com. Back with more Indiana Sports Beat Radio right after this. We'll be right back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Golfers, here's a deal you won't want to pass up. The Golf Club at Eagle Point in Bloomington is offering a very special two-year gold anniversary membership for only $299. That's right, just $299 covers your green fees for the next two years at Eagle Point. It includes tee times starting as early as up to 10 a.m. with one week in advanced tee time bookings. You just cover your card fees. Now, there is a limited number of memberships available, so go to EaglePoint.com right now and get yours today. Looking for someone to cater your next corporate event, family reunion, or tailgate? To some, a garnish may be nothing more than just a decoration put last on a plate. But in Bloomington, catering starts with Garnish Catering. Serving all of Bloomington and surrounding areas, Garnish Catering is waiting to help make your next event one to remember. Planning a great event shouldn't have to be stressful. Whether we quote you just for catering or a total event package, you can trust that you're making the right choice with Garnish Catering. Visit GarnishCatering.com. Garnish Catering is a proud partner of WOW Network. Courtroom Sports Grill in Bedford prides itself on providing their guests with fresh, innovative dishes with a Cajun cuisine designed to please your palate and your wallet. Every item on their menu is made from scratch using only the freshest ingredients. It's a great place to catch a game, meet up with friends for a night out, or have dinner with the family. We'll see you in the dining room because we guarantee you'll like it. Courtroom Sports Grill, located in the heart of downtown Bedford and is a part of Endeavor Hospitality's WOW Network. Country living is just a swing away. It can be hard to find the exact home that fits your family's needs, so there couldn't be a better time to build a new home with Property Shore Construction. Now building exclusively south of Bloomington within the Stonecrest Golf Community. Choose from one of the gorgeous Stonecrest Signature Series house plans. We have several lots available with scenic views of the golf course. Contact Amy Rhoda with Revesco Real Estate for additional information. 812-583-0919 or go to mystonecrestliving.com. That's MyStoneCrestLiving.com for more details. Metalworks Brewery Company, located just off the square in Bloomington near Cabello, is locally owned and operated by Endeavor Hospitality Group. Launched from a previous staple in Bloomington, the former Function Brewery, Metalworks Brewery Company is the culmination of a passion for beer, food, and custom metal art. Check out their custom growlers. Metalworks Brewery Company has an updated menu, new brews, and will be offered in all Endeavor Hospitality restaurants. Come taste with Dr. Hobbs' Brewing, Metalworks Brewing Company. Bring your passion and your thirst. 
Feast Market and Cellar, a part of Endeavor Hospitality's Wow Club, is located next door to Southern Stone Restaurant on Patterson and Rogers. It's one of the most popular gathering spots in Bloomington. Whether you're out on a date with your spouse, friends, or coworkers, Feast Market and Cellar offers an extensive wine selection with a sommelier on staff to help you with your selections. Feast also provides a wide variety of cheeses, gourmet sandwiches, entrees, a coffee bar, bread, pastries, all made fresh and mouthwatering. Stop by Feast Market and Cellar today. This segment is brought to you by REMAX Advanced Realty, Indie Home Pro's team by Cheryl Sizemore. Now back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Welcome back. Indiana Sports Beat Radio here on this Thursday, March 9. Jim Coyle with you as always. Dustin Schuette as well. Coming to you from the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios, high atop the 18th fairway. Well, our good friend Cheryl Sizemore, if you're in the market for a home in the Indianapolis area. Cheryl Sizemore is the one that can get you taken care of. No one can get you in a home quicker or less expensive. You need her. Two, two decades of experience there. Reach out to her at Cheryl at IndyHomePros.com. Uh, you guys are talking about all these restaurants um, in Chicago. Now, Michael, I think, yes, did point out, thank goodness, I appreciate that, that there will be some time Saturday night since the semifinals start at noon, so that means... All right, that was going to get done at 2.30. The next game starts probably 2.45. We'll go with three just just to say. And that one gets over at 5. Uh, we're out of there at 6.30. Yep, the night is young. But if Indiana is not playing, I don't think I'm going to stay for the Big Ten Championship. Well, that's true. That's true. You just I mean, head, uh, head right on uh, home. I'm coming back, although the it sucks to give up a hotel room, free hotel room, but um, oh, yeah, you might. Well, we should think about this. Now, a whole night in Chicago. See, that's another uh, thing people don't understand: booking, booking travel for media during the. It's not just a pain. It's ex- extraordinarily expensive because you do not know where I, – I, I have no clue where Indiana is going to be next weekend. Right. Therefore, I cannot – if it requires airfare, now you're really, you're really screwed because you, you've got no advance time. You have to – and, and it killed us last year when they got sent to Portland. It was murder. I remember, murder. I remember you coming to – joining the show via airport. And discussing oh, uh, about the idea. Well, that, now that happens all this. the time. Now, now that well, that that can happen again, just because of of well travel. I I remember we had a very lengthy discussion, John and I did, about a text message you sent about potentially doing the show from the airplane. <laughs> and I thought it was a terrible idea, but I kind of wanted to see it because I thought somebody might punch you in the face <laughs> if you well, tried to do the show from the airplane. Now thinking about it. We'd have we would have to have some kind of um, John would have to be able to really amplify my voice uh, to the point where I could almost have to whisper 
and and it sounded like I was talking. But yeah, I I don't think that they're going to want to listen to me. Um, no, I don't the think plane, they want to listen to anybody talking at a, at a level that that I usually talk at, especially. Um, yeah, I get I get yelled at enough for telling me that stop yelling. I'm like, I'm not yelling. I'm just talking. Um, but, uh, Michael Purdue fan, um, Purdue wins Saturday. Oh, there you go. Well, well, Dustin won't be there regardless, Michael, but, uh, I'll I'll watch it on TV. I don't, I'll, I, I I might see them in the tournament, but I've got to, for you, I've got to turn around and figure out where I'm headed to the, uh, that night. So, um, Sleeping in your own bed is is a premium. Comes at a premium this time of year. But well, it depends on what hotel. Well, it depends on what hotel you're at because there can, are. Here's here's what I can probably tell you where I where I will if Indiana is still in it, and maybe if they're not, since Purdue is, Bob Kravitz will be there. I, I, I will relish the opportunity to. He's a he's a big blues guy, so uh, that's probably where I will be. To be honest with you, they do have the House of Blues there in well, Chicago. I, I, I'm well aware of that. Chicago is known for the blues. <laughs> Are you sure? Are you sure? I thought I should. I thought I should appreciate hey. that for the audience in case nobody knew. Hey, hey, I, I've heard they have barbecue in Memphis. Is that true? <laughs> Shut up. Hey, uh, you know what? I used to work at House of Blues, so there's that. But I work uh, there in Orlando. But hey, speaking of our friends up uh, WJOB, listen to us of the Voice of the Region up there, twelve uh, thirty a.m. and one hundred four point seven FM. Everybody up that way. You know, I think Chicago might be the second biggest city of IU alumni in the country, in the world, for that matter. I guess outside of Indianapolis. Hmm, that's interesting. I mean, I wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me. Where else would you, where, if you had to, I mean, where else would be a second guess? There, I don't know that I have one. I mean, New York would be it just because of its size. Oh, no, 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 no. Chicago, because because of Chicago's proximity and how many people come to IU because of that. Yes, I I understand that. I think you're right. I'm just saying if I had to get Chicago's not exactly small, it has like three, over three to four million people. I know, but I'm just saying if I had if somebody said if it's not Chicago, where would it be? I my guess would be New York. That's all I'm well, saying. I guess I'm not gonna <laughs> Thank um, you. Um, well that would be a good question though. Do you think Chicago has more than Indianapolis because no, of the no, size? I no, said really? number I said number two. That's why I, I know said you did, but two. I'm just but I'm curious now. Now but I want to find the statistics on this. It is. Uh, that is a, a good question though. Um Sean Kemp arrested for drive-by shooting, Ooh. claimed self-defense. You didn't see that? I did not see that. That's uh, ugly. Yeah. yeah, that's 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 what it is. Uh, I'm trying to get the bracket pulled up, and for some stupid reason, I, I cannot find the daggone Big Ten. Tournament bracket? Tournament bracket. I'm like, are you kidding me? Just give me the bracket. Um, and everyone that I'm clicking on. Is not it? Well, what are you, what are you looking for specifically? Oh, you know, just to uh, today's talk, games. Yeah, just to talk about talk it out. Rutgers, Mich- today, Rutgers, Michigan, Ohio State, Iowa, Penn State, Illinois, and then the second session, Penn State, Illinois, Minnesota, Maryland. I think Penn State, Illinois is going to be the game of the day. To be quite honest, 
Who is? Penn State, Illinois. Um, uh, yeah, Minnesota, Maryland is, shouldn't be a big game. Uh, well, what about Ohio State, Iowa? Maybe. Yeah. Ohio State and Iowa, that, that, uh, the, the early game, of course, Rutgers and Michigan. Uh, that's going to be a rock fight. Ohio State, Iowa, they, look, Ohio State has won three of their last four games. Does Rutgers have to win to make the tournament? That's they a have good really, question. They've been they've on the skids. Off. They've been on yeah. the skids, man. They are 18 and 13. They had some good wins early in the season, but they've lost to Northwestern, Minnesota. Hey, John, before I they forget, the uh, the Jim Payheim. Didn't he have a whiny clip or something I sent to you? You sent me something from Matt Painter, not Jim Beheim. Oh, 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 okay. It's real, yeah, Matt Painter. Let's run that. Right. This is a, Matt I have the audio, but not the video. You want me to go ahead and run that right now then? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's fine. Do we want to set it up? or Because I don't, I don't know this. Well, is Matt, this is Matt Painter talking about only one player from Purdue's team received any honor, the Big Ten honors. And uh, he's like, well, I'll let you listen to it. We got what we came for. Yeah. So, like, that's, that's fine. If they want to vote that way, they can vote that way. But, you know, nobody, everybody in our league and every player would trade positions to be where we are. You know, so that wasn't our goal. Our goal this year wasn't to be all conference or coach of the year. Our goal was to win the Big Ten, and we did it, and we did it by three games. If people out there that vote don't value winning, it just shows you they don't know much about basketball. You know, but I, I do my voting, and it's unless it's extreme, when it gets to the end for me, it's 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 winning versus losing. You know, if you want to put somebody on an all-conference team, you know, that that lost more than someone that wins, he better be considerably better than him. Because if it's close in the way I vote, I go with the guy that wins. I, I always just, that's what you play for. You don't play for awards. You play to win and the satisfaction of winning. And you shouldn't get off that. So, like I said earlier, like, you know, we got what we came for. You know, we came to get up the 25th Big Ten Championship, and we got what we That was it. That's started playing. Basically, what he is, uh, the question to him was, hey, uh, notice all these all Big Ten teams and yada, yada. Zach Eady is the only name you're going to see. No sixth man, no second team, no, no third team players. Because there aren't. Purdue got, I'm telling you, Purdue got, and that's great coach speak by Matt Painter, um, but Purdue played the bottom half of the schedule, first of all. They got very lucky. They beat Nebraska in double overtime. They beat Ohio State on the last second shot. They're lucky to be to win the, and Indiana screwed themselves, for one thing. I don't. I can't talk about other teams. I'm not covering them. But I'm sure that they have many games are like, you know, we gave that one away, just like Indiana gave the Iowa game away, and, and we could talk about others. But Purdue's not that good of a team now. Now, they could be dangerous as hell next year. Um, I mean, that's why you've heard Bob Kravitz say he doesn't expect that they're going to go as far as Indiana because of these freshman guards. But they're not going to be freshmen next year. Zach Eady's back. Purdue could be good next year. Could be good. 
They're not good this year. No, well, I mean, good, good, good. When I say good, I mean I'm talking, I'm talking badass good. Um, because look at, you know, at times there were flashes this year that you 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 saw what p- potential. Uh, because again, the guards are freshmen. And they got they got freshmanized, man. People they got up in their face and and said, "Hey, this is welcome to the big boy leagues." But they didn't do it soon enough, and so. But it also didn't mean a lot anymore because talent comes and goes so quickly. What do you mean? Uh, wait, wait, wait. What does it the, mean much anymore? These these all Big Ten lists. Um, as there, far as as far as future, but there's the here and the now. It matters. Because if you don't have anybody, if you don't have more than one person on this list in the here and the now, you're not going to win in the here and the now. That's why Bob Kravitz, and I, I believe it as well, they're not going to, to go very far in the, in, in, the turn, in the NCAA tournament. And so we're not, I'm not talking about next year. I'm talking about the here and the now. And that's what these teams show. Here's what you have right now. And they don't have deep talent right now, so I don't think they're going to go very deep because of that. Uh, I don't know how to address this uh, because I disagree. I think this is this is going to sound dumb because Indiana beat them twice. Indiana has Purdue figured out. So let me preface this by saying that. like Indiana has got the recipe to beat Purdue. There's no question about that. Beat them at home. Be, beat them. They beat them twice. They swept them. They get to carry the broomstick all across the state. Beat them three out of the last four times. That's yeah, also true. So, but when you say that they're not deep enough, they are deeper than Indiana is right now. Like they have more guys that can come in off the I, bench I, and contribute. I didn't, I didn't say they weren't deep enough. What I said was they don't have the talent now to to make a deep run. They do not have the – they're not – they don't have the – well, okay, you can use the word. By deep, I don't mean numbers. I mean good. They don't have the quality of talent to make a deep run in the NCAA tournament today in 2023. And that's, I, what, that, and that's what all Big Ten shows. When you I don't agree. have a single other person on there, buddy, you're not going to – this is not who's – this is – I would not, say I think Indiana has the more talented roster – Purdue's got a more consistently deep roster. This is if that not makes even, sense. Well, this has nothing to do with Indiana. I'm not even comparing. I'm no, just no, saying. No, but this is the point as to why I think I agree with you and Bob Kravitz that I think Indiana has a better chance to make a deeper run because I think their talent is top heavy. They just don't have the depth. Like if Purdue can make a deep, if Purdue can make a run, it's because they have more consistent depth. I wouldn't call them talent. I'd. Uh, anyway, we got to take a break. <laughs> Kyler Staley from the Hoosier.com will join us now. We'll let, we'll include him in on the conversation and uh, and see what else he's got for us as well. Hey, uh, don't forget, if you're down in the Louisville, Southern Indiana, Floyd, Clark, Harrison, Scott County areas, all down through there, Barbara Pop Real Estate Services has served those communities for three decades. No one can get you into the new home you want or need quicker than Barbara Pop. Reach out. To Barbara at BarbaraPop.com or our friend Matt Lincoln, Matt at BarbaraPop.com. With Kyler Staley 
from the Hoosier.com right after this. We'll be right back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Moore Honda of Bloomington. Andy Moore Honda is Bloomington's number one Honda dealer simply because you get the best deals. And right now, it's the Certified Dream Deal Sales Event. Get 0.99% APR financing for well-qualified buyers on all 2017 through 2021 Honda Certified Pre-Owned Accords, Civics, CRVs, HRVs, and Pilots. See dealer for financing deals. Andy Moore Honda, Bloomington's number one Honda dealer. Get more to your door with AndyMoreHonda.com. Come see us at the all-new Andy Moore Honda, now in Bloomington. Whether it's at our place or yours, great food and a great time is our guarantee. Endeavor Hospitality is a locally owned and operated restaurant group also offering catering services in Bloomington, Indiana. Our local restaurants provide an array of options that never leave you bored. Just to tempt you with a few mouth-watering options, experience a charcuterie board at Feast, Southern Stone's Fried Chicken, Vegan Tacos at the Owlery, an authentic Italian meal at Cabello, or a hearty breakfast at BB's Market. Your next dining endeavor starts by visiting Endeavor, Indiana, or downloading the WOW Club app to earn exclusive dining rewards. Endeavor Hospitality and the WOW Network. Looking for something different for lunch or dinner? Visit Cabello Restaurant, located on the square in downtown Bloomington. Experience the tastes and traditions of the Italian heritage right here in southern Indiana. Enjoy handmade pasta and house-made desserts. At Cabello, they curate local produce, purchase fresh meats from BB's Market, so every meal you share at Cabello has roots in our community. Catering options are available, and we have private rooms available for reservations, whether for dinner or business meetings. Capello on the square. Always on the go, whether it's you, your kids, or the team. It's hard to find fresh, tasty food that is convenient to eat on the fly. Goteen was created for go-getters like you. Goteen is full of fresh, healthy ingredients, and each recipe contains high-quality protein powder. And guess what? They come in multiple flavors and taste great. High-achieving people like you need a great-tasting source of energy to conquer the day. Just go to GoTeenBites.com or pick them up at BB's Market. Goteen is a proud partner of Endeavor Hospitality's WOW Network. Golfers, here's a deal you won't want to pass up. The Golf Club at Eagle Point in Bloomington is offering a very special two-year gold anniversary membership for only $299. That's right, just $299 covers your green fees for the next two years at Eagle Point. It includes tee times starting as early as up to 10 a.m. with one week in advanced tee time bookings. You just cover your card fees. Now, there is a limited number of memberships available, so go to EaglePoint.com right now and get yours today. Now available throughout the Bloomington area is a fresh, home-cooked, nutritious meal prep that we cook up. The Fresh Fork takes care of all the planning, shopping, and prepping and can even deliver them to your doorstep once a week. That's right. It's the fastest, simplest, and easiest way to avoid decision fatigue. You pick your plan and pick up at BB's Market with no extra charge. So leave the heavy lifting to us and enjoy healthy eating with stocked meals in your fridge. Order online today at thefreshfork.com. Fresh Fork is a proud partner of WOW Network. This segment is brought to you by BB's Market in Bloomington. Now back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Welcome back, Indiana Sports Beat Radio, here on this Thursday, March 9th. It is basketball tournament time. Kyler Staley from the Hoosier.com joins. 
How are you, sir? I am doing great. It is a, you know, conference tournaments are getting started. Um, I really love this week of the season. Um, I, I, I like to picture it as kind of like a appetizer for the uh, NCAA tournament. So um, got a lot of basketball going on. It's, it's about to be really, really fun. Uh, it's already, yeah, already underway for uh, every every conference is underway now. Um, is that right? Ohio State at Iowa today at two. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Uh, the Big Ten. Is that the first game of the day in the Big no. Ten? Michigan Rutgers is the first game. I don't know why this stupid thing doesn't have a very, very important first game today. I will say <laughs> that with Michigan and Rutgers. Is okay. So we were talking about this. There it is. Yeah, Does 11, the, noon. Starting at noon on on the on on the BTN, as Dave would say for you kids, it's on the BTN. But uh, yeah, and and why is that game so important, Kyler? I mean, so you look at those. I mean, they're probably the two bubble teams. You know, you can throw Penn State in there as well from the Big Ten, um, and of course they play each other. So you kind of look at it as a uh, you know loser goes type of thing, literally. Um, but is know, Michigan even still a bubble team, man? They they've been a bubble team so. for so, so long that the, I, the I, conversations I, I've been having with people is I like to compare them to Indiana last year. I think they're the Indiana this year. I think they come in, you know, they got to win a few games. Um, you know, they 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 really improved towards the end of the Big Ten season, um, which was the opposite of what Indiana did last year. But nonetheless, like you go in. Um, you go into the Big Ten tournament, they have to win a few games. They obviously have to win this game versus Rutgers. They probably have to knock out Purdue to feel safely in the Big Ten or the NCAA tournament. But I'd like to compare them to Indiana last year. I think they're fighting desperately, and I think they are the most desperate team in the Big Ten tournament this year. You don't think Rutgers fits that? Like, I feel like both teams you could probably categorize, put in yeah. that category because Rutgers is – a couple weeks, two or three weeks ago, I think you say Rutgers is safely in. And yes. now they've lost to Minnesota, they lost to Northwestern, they lost to Michigan. They've won one of their last four games. So if they lose this, and I know we don't look at as much as the what have you done for me lately with the with the you know net and RPI and all that, all that jazz with the NCAA tournament, but I I almost I don't I don't know. I, this is I feel like the winner might get in and then the loser is going to the NIT. It could be. I, I see Rutgers as the team. If they lose, I think they're just going to be sweating on Selection Sunday. Yeah. Because um, they, they have had some good wins, you know. But like you said, they, they have went one and four the last, you know, five games and everything. But um, they'll definitely be sweating. I can see Rutgers even if they lose. I see them squeaking into maybe a first four game okay. somewhere around there. Um, but, you know, I, I think if Michigan were to lose, I think they're out. I mean, you just can't, you know, what is it? They have 17 wins on the season, something like that. Um, you just you just can't get into the um, NCAA tournament with that kind of record. But um, it'll be interesting. I mean, I like that we have this game to start off the day. It's going to be really good. It's going to be a dogfight, I will say that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And and um, the, the bracket side that Indiana is on, a little uh, upset there yesterday. Probably who is your fans would rather have seen Nebraska win that game just so Nebraska would have been playing Maryland to to either beat them or wear them down a little bit more because Nebraska had been playing so well. But was Nebraska worn worn down from winning those, you know, making that late season run? Could have been. I mean, honestly, I look at it kind of the opposite way. I think Indiana fans are a little bit more happy that uh, Minnesota won just the way that uh, Nebraska has been playing lately. I, I, I we we did a, a Big Ten bracket pre or breakdown 
at thehoosier.com, and I kind of mentioned, like, I think Nebraska was the one team this year that you didn't want to play in the Big Ten tournament. Obviously, I was wrong because Minnesota took care of that. And uh, But, um, but you know, yeah, Indiana, like, you look at their side of the bracket, they've uh, I would say they've probably got a little favorable side. Um, pretty, you know, winnable route to at least win the first game and make it to Saturday. Um, it's going to be tough if they didn't do end up playing Maryland, which I think they will. I don't think Minnesota has enough, you know, speed and enough talent to match up with Maryland. But uh, Indiana's got to uh, they've, they've got a chance to have a little revenge game versus Maryland. You look back at last game, you know, Maryland just kind of, you know, ate their defensive line. Jalen Huchifino went like one of 14 that game. Um, I think it'll be a little bit of a different, different result this time around. I think Indiana will be a little bit more prepared. Plus, you look at Maryland, they have not done great in a neutral site. They have not done great on the road this year. So they're probably the most questionable team, I would say, in the Big Ten because you really don't know what you're going to get from them. But uh, either way, Indiana's got a very winnable you know, route to, to get to Saturday at least. The thing is, Indiana has to come out playing defense like their hair's on fire right now they they can't like come out with, with this comfortable 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 stance because in my mind they have to win one game in this Big 10 tournament to secure that four seed four line they're looking at the the matrix uh which is the combination of all of the the I, I don't even know how many it is that they may maybe they consider some they shouldn't. I don't know, but it's it's pretty it it's pretty close. They're they're the second to last four seed right now uh, on that, and I, a single loss might dip them below that. Uh, a win and a loss, they break even. They're not going anywhere, and uh, they 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 four line, which is I think where they want to be. Yeah, I, I think right now they're pretty solid at the four line. I think a loss there, you know, depending on what happens, I think they could drop to a five. Um, I would say probably two wins, um, winning on Friday, winning on Saturday, still keeps them on the four line. I think the only way that they would even have a shot at the three seed is if they um, if they win the entire Big Ten tournament, and that just depends on what everybody else does around them. But right now, I think you can safely say Indiana's around the three and five range. I don't think they'll ever, they'll drop down to a six or even below that. They definitely won't get higher than a three, even if that's possible. So um, I, I, it's a good spot for Indiana. I think this is kind of where you would you know predict them to be at the beginning of the season. You know, despite all the injuries they've really battled through. Um, a lot of adjustments have been made throughout the season. And the fact that they're still, you know, a top three team in the Big Ten with Xavier Johnson being out most of the season, Ray Thompson being hurt, Jalen Huchavino being hurt for a little bit. Um, it's really impressive by this Indiana team. And it just shows the show that this team's, you know, willing to fight like Trish Jackson Davis has mentioned quite a few times in the past recent games. If Indiana's going to make a run in both the Big Ten tournament and the NCAA tournament, what is the number one factor to you because to me that they cannot get four points from their bench like that's I mean but I don't I don't see where they're going to get that other production from so I mean is there something else to that you think would be a bigger key this time of year because I just when you look at some of the production they're getting off of the bench it's it's a little bit concerning when you head into a time when you're playing so many games in so many days yeah, I think there's a lot of factors there. One, you can obviously say the defensive end. 
Um, that's where Indiana's definitely going to, you know, stay in games like they have done mostly for the entire season. They've really got to lock down on that end. They got to bring the intensity and they got to be disciplined. You know, you can't have Trey Galloway and Jalen Huchafino, those two guys especially get in foul trouble. You know, that that can be very dampering because you've got Tamar Bates coming off the bench. And he's another factor, honestly, when you look at it. He's got to have, you know, he's got to have solid production. He's got to be the number one guy off the bench. He's got to score. He, he showed a little bit towards the end of the Michigan game. He made some big shots, but he's got to step up in a major way if Indiana wants to succeed. Um, and then, obviously, you look at the seniors. You know, you know, Trace Jackson Davis, he's going to get his. Um, he's going to be the motor that's going to drive this ship or whatever. But Miller Cobb, Ray Thompson, they got to play like seniors. You know, they can't be taking any plays off. Um, they've got to stay aggressive. You know, they got to make the hustle plays. They've got to be seniors. They've got to lead this team. And then Jalen Huchifino, hopefully, you know, his shots can fall. Um, that's another thing, you know, like I mentioned, there's been games where he's kind of disappeared a little bit, you know, that Maryland game, one of 14. Um, but there's been games where he drops 35 at Purdue. So you just don't know. Um, he is a freshman still, but, uh, I think there's multiple things you can look at. Um, it's kind of a perfect storm in a way. Um, but Indiana, for the most part, they just got to come out engaged. They got to throw the first punch, and they just got to stay engaged throughout the full 40 minutes of the contest. Yeah, absolutely. And and uh, Indiana is going to have to slow down if it ends up being Northwestern uh, that they end up playing. They've got to find a way to slow those guards down. Um, uh, it, it, that's been a, a problem for Indiana well, since Xavier Johnson went down because they don't have, you know, that, that duo that they had. Nothing wrong with Trey Galloway. It's just that, hey, you can't, I, I, you can't expect him to, to shut down Boo Booey. Uh, that's, that's not going to happen. Uh, but also Nebraska or Northwestern also does not have a Trace Jackson Davis. So Indiana has just got, they just have to play the defense that they've been playing that they can play. Uh, it's when they don't do that, Iowa, for example, at home, uh, letting people run wild and let them getting on those, letting them get on those runs. That's when Indiana gets in into trouble. Yeah. And they, they've got to be disciplined. Like I mentioned, um, you know, they got to avoid the foul troubles, you know, Trey Galloway going down that Michigan game, you know, it, it ended up, you know, being fine, but at the same time, it was like, you know, you got a starting guard in there and you had to bring in Tamar Bates who's just been very inconsistent this entire season um it like yeah it's discipline at the end of the day um it's being aggressive but not overly aggressive um it's communicating on defense um that's a big thing with them um you know you got the fast guards like Boo Booey and you know the Maryland guards or whatever they're likely to beat Jalen and Trey off the dribble so you know Trace Jackson Davis got to be ready to you know contest at the rim Bryce Thompson and everything Miller Cop's got to be a solid perimeter defender like we've seen he can be um, throughout the season. So um, it, it starts on the defensive end before anything. You know, the offense will come for Indiana, but defensively they've got to be locked down and they've got to be disciplined. Here's a question that I feel like is going to potentially ruffle some feathers, but I'm going to get mixed reaction on this. How much stock do you put? performance in the Big Ten tournament and probably specifically the Maryland game like because I I just don't put I I just don't put a lot like to gauge what they're going to do for the NCAA tournament because I don't put a lot of stock into it I mean I I don't I just don't it's just not as important to me right like I because and, and I think part of this plays in if 
if Indiana had won their last five games, it probably doesn't matter. Nobody cares, right? But because they've gone win-loss, 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 win, or however that worked out, I feel like there's probably, like, you want to see them play well, like to get them get a win, and then whatever happens after that Maryland game just kind of happens. Like, do you think that's fair? Yeah, I mean, that is a tough question because if you're talking about, you know, how they play, you know, versus Maryland or Minnesota, whoever they're going to play, you know, you know, depending on, like, you know, do they play good or bad? You know, do you think that'll translate into the NCAA tournament? That's that's a little – that's a tough question for me. Um, I kind of look at it from, like, a team goal, you know, standpoint. You know, Mike Woodson, the team, has talked about winning a Big Ten championship. And if they're dead serious about winning this Big Ten tournament, then they will come out and play like they want to. They won't be looking towards the NCAA tournament. You know, they're safe for the first time in five years. They don't have to worry about being on the bubble. They, they can't have that mental – you know, mindset. They can't come out relaxed. You know, they have to play like they're trying to win a championship. And like they've mentioned all year, Mike Woodson said he came back to win a Big Ten championship to win the Big Ten tournament. Trace Jackson Davis even mentioned it. Um, you know, the senior speech. Um, they have to come out engaged. They have to show that they that they're taking this seriously and they're not um, they're not looking ahead to the NCAA tournament. But I wonder. I mean, where is where is your mindset? Because yes. You you're playing in a tournament, the Big Ten tournament, and so you want to give your all and win. But it is not the most important thing, and it's not the most important thing on the on the immediate horizon, because the NCAA tournament is is right on the heels, which is that's where you, that's what matters most. It's not that this doesn't matter at all, but that's what matters most. That's that's where you can truly. Leave a mark. Now, winning a Big Ten tournament championship would absolutely leave a mark because it's never happened in Indiana. Um, but there, ever since you know the days of Bob Knight, he hated the Big Ten tournament, voted against it for years, which with good reason. Uh, they are a waste of they're a waste of energy for these guys. I mean, we, we've got the the greatest sports event in the world to me the men's NCAA basketball tournament. And I think it is, I I think it would be so much better if we didn't have these college tournaments the weekend before. You just, especially the Big Ten, they just played a grueling 20-game schedule. The Big 12 just played, you know, that went through that grueling beating the heck out of each other. Um, So... Here's what I what did I what was the idea I came up with? Um, <laughs> the top four teams don't play in the Big Ten tournament. Yeah, exactly. You came up with this idea? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the, the top. The, it, hey, if you want to, you're welcome to play in the Big Ten tournament. But the top four teams just don't have to do it. They're already they're already in the NCAA tournament, and we're going to rest because. But but see, this is just any grab. For everybody, and that's what it's about. It, it, it's all about nothing other than that. And I think that that would be an absolutely great idea. That the only the top now you couldn't do that for every conference, and then it goes well. How you decide who you can do it for, and who you can't? Well, I, you can pretty much do it for all the P five conferences. Even as bad as the ACC is this year, you could still do it for the ACC this year. It still or, works. Or what they Wait, could you're, do? You're, you're already you're already caveating my my great idea. No, I'm not caveating it. I'm just I'm saying. Kidding. 
what the I think the easiest solution would be if they just did it like they do either the women's tournament or they do it like they do the some of these mid majors. Just move it, give you a two week separation. I feel like that that way everybody gets the same amount of rest. They're not, They're not gonna, gonna do, do that. that because the, the money is there. They get a lot of opportunity to air the A Sun, the Horizon, the Mac, all that stuff the week before. I don't even know when these tournaments are, but yeah. and then they have the the major tournaments the week before. I just would like to see it on a level playing field where they're all playing at the same time. Never gonna happen, but that would be a better solution. Yeah. Yeah. I mean at the end no. of the day, the, the conference tournaments are for the teams that, you know, are on the bubble that want to, you know, boost their seed. You know, the top four teams in the Big Ten, top five really, you look at them, you know, they Obviously, winning a Big Ten tournament championship would be great for them, especially for Indiana. But at the end of the day, you know, NCAA tournament is what really matters. You know, where they're going to be seated and everything like that. It, this this tournament's really built for the teams like Michigan, Penn State, and um, Rutgers, you know, trying to boost their stock and trying to get into the big dance. So, um, but, you know, overall, Indiana's got to come out, you know, ready to play. If they're, if they're serious about winning the Big Ten tournament, it's time to really show it, you know, starting tomorrow night. Uh, absolutely. Uh, we're going to let him go for now, but I think that uh, we'll possibly get him back later. Kyler Staley from thehoosier.com. Make sure you give him a follow and uh, keep up with everything that's going on at thehoosier.com. Appreciate you, brother. Yep. Uh, you want me back at 1010? Is that one? That, uh, yeah, that next segment would be great. Okay, cool. See you guys. We'll talk to you then. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. We've got lots more Indiana Sports Beat Radio coming up. Chris Denari will be joining us here on Indiana Sports Beat Radio, brought to you by our friends at Metalworks Brewing Company. You can find Metalworks that served at all of the great restaurants in and around the uh, Bloomington area under the Endeavor window, like Southern Stone. Or you can go right to the source, located right off the Sixth Street, right off, or on Sixth Street, right off the Square. We're back with more Indiana Sports Beat right after this. We'll be right back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. If you're looking for a home in the Indianapolis area, you need Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty. Cheryl Sizemore has over two decades of experience, and that could be the difference in you getting the home you want in today's tough housing market. Reach out to Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty at Cheryl at IndieHomePros.com or 317-298-0961. Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty. Let Cheryl Sizemore get you in the home you want today. Cheryl at IndieHomePros.com. Hey, this is John, the producer with Indiana Sports Beat Radio. We're now a part of the Rivals Network. TheHoosier.com is where you can find complete coverage of Indiana basketball, football, and plenty more. Simply go to TheHoosier.com and sign up. It's free. You can also find full episodes of Indiana Sports Beat Radio on the homepage or on the station every week, Monday through Friday. If we're not on a station where you live, we should be. Ask for Indiana Sports Beat Radio. Golfers, here's a deal you won't want to pass up. The Golf Club at Eagle Point in Bloomington is offering a very special two-year gold anniversary membership for only $299. That's right, just $299 covers your green fees for the next two years at Eagle Point. It includes tee times starting as early as up to 10 a.m. with one week in advanced tee time bookings. You just cover your card fees. Now, there is a limited number of memberships available, so go to EaglePoint.com right now and get yours today. 
Looking for someone to cater your next corporate event, family reunion, or tailgate? To some, a garnish may be nothing more than just a decoration put last on a plate. But in Bloomington, catering starts with Garnish Catering. Serving all of Bloomington and surrounding areas, Garnish Catering is waiting to help make your next event one to remember. Planning a great event shouldn't have to be stressful. Whether we quote you just for catering or a total event package, you can trust that you're making the right choice with Garnish Catering. Visit GarnishCatering.com. Garnish Catering is a proud partner of WOW Network. Always on the go, whether it's you, your kids, or the team, it's hard to find fresh, tasty food that is convenient to eat on the fly. Goteen was created for go-getters like you. Goteen is full of fresh, healthy ingredients, and each recipe contains high-quality protein powder. And guess what? They come in multiple flavors and taste great. High-achieving people like you need a great-tasting source of energy to conquer the day. Just go to GoTeenBites.com or pick them up at BB's Market. Goteen is a proud partner of Endeavor Hospitality's WOW Network. Metalworks Brewery Company, located just off the square in Bloomington near Cabello, is locally owned and operated by Endeavor Hospitality Group. Launched from a previous staple in Bloomington, the former Function Brewery, Metalworks Brewery Company is the culmination of a passion for beer, food, and custom metal art. Check out their custom growlers. Metalworks Brewery Company has an updated menu, new brews, and will be offered in all Endeavor Hospitality restaurants. Come taste with Dr. Hobbs' Brewing, Metalworks Brewing Company. Bring your passion and your thirst. This segment is brought to you by Courtroom Sports Grill in Bedford. Now back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle. Presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Welcome back, Indiana Sports Beat Radio here on this Thursday, March 9, brought to you by our friends down in Bedford at Courtroom Sports Grill. Great place to catch a game during the tournament, especially take the family for dinner or just meet friends for after work. Great Cajun cuisine. Joined now by Chris Denari from the Indiana Pacers. Um, and he brought just bad news. He just returned from the United Center where I'm heading. Uh, immediately after the show, uh, the workers are on strike. You're telling me, and there's in the media well, room. They were on strike. Uh, I don't know. You know, there were games yesterday at the United Center, so I don't know this, but uh, I'm sure they were doing it to get uh, the attention of people. That yes, the Big Ten tournament's coming to town. But when we were there on Sunday, um, yeah, there was no food in the media room. They ordered uh, Giordano's pizza, which you know is excellent. Um, but we had a lot of – there are a lot of Pacers fans in the building, and they just said that the lines were long and they had a limited menu. So hopefully – I haven't I haven't read anything of the last couple of days, but uh, hopefully in gear uh, for the Big Ten tournament. But now, we'll, you'll let us – Jim, you'll let us know. Now, on this pizza situation, <laughs> was there any – thin crust or is this an all thick crust kind of a deal uh it's a good question uh i just saw the thick crust i didn't i mean i'm not saying See, they didn't have thick crust. i i as as i suspected as but i remember suspected, it's chicago chicago I, pizza is pretty thick exactly. i know that's what my fear is that's my greatest fear now i'm gonna have to Gee whiz, just go to McDonald's or something. And- well, no, I'm glad I let you know. You told us that you told Dustin and I that you're going to leave immediately after the show. 
So just pack yourself some peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and uh, put them in your backpack and, and you'll be good to go. Go and buy well, BBs, baby, and have them make me up some sandwiches. That'll work too. We're, I have all, we've got all the important questions to ask Chris because this has been on my mind since the start of the week. Uh, did yeah. you get to meet Will Farrell? Uh, I, I would say yes and no. I mean, I was there and around him. I did, it wasn't like I just introduced myself and blah, blah, but, but I was there and around. We had a pretty big Monday. We had 50 Cent in the building yep. and we had yep. Will Farrell, Wayne from the Colts. Uh, so yeah, Will Farrell is shooting a documentary on, on life on the road from New York to LA. And he reached out to the Pacers about stopping in Indianapolis and coming to the game. So it, it was, it was a pretty cool night. Uh, he, that's, he, that seems like, seems the, like the different type, different of, person type of person for doing, for doing a documentary on Will Ferrell. I mean, yeah. on, the, uh, on the NBA. Well, I mean, that's just, it's just one stop. I mean, he's stopping at different locations. Like he stopped, they were somewhere in Beach Grove uh, at a Walmart, I think. And, you know, he may be in Omaha, Nebraska. He may be in Champaign, Illinois. He, I, I don't know. So it just so happened this was the only, from what I was told, it's the only sports venue in this trip from New York to L.A. that he was going to visit and stop. So they put him in the car. They, they, they do a thing where they uh, have it roll an Indy car out before the game and they rev it up, and he did that. Uh, he revved up the fans on the microphone before tip-off. They gave him the mic before the fourth quarter. That's so, a little yeah, dangerous. He, he, yeah, it could be dangerous, but it, it, uh, it was it was an interesting night. And then, you know, it was a fantastic game. It was uh, a lot of offense, 147-143. Um, you know, Pacers, the last two home games have lost, but they've played very well against two of the best teams in the league, Boston and Philly. And I'm telling you what, Joel Embiid is a beast. I mean, he had 42. He was 19 of 19 at the free throw line. The guy is seven foot two. And has one of the softest touches you'll ever see. And then the next night, in the second out of back-to-back, he goes to Minnesota. Rudy Gobert is a three-time defensive player of the year. And Embiid goes for 39 in 28 minutes. So this guy's playing MVP-style basketball, averaging 33 points per game. And uh, the Pacers have to see him one more time. Uh, we see him a week at Gamebridge Fieldhouse. Yeah, and, and tonight, Chris... The Pacers play Houston, and on paper, uh, obviously, Houston's not one of the the better teams in the league. They're towards the bottom, 15-50. and They enter this game, but just a few, you know, about a week ago, we saw the Pacers go into San Antonio, and what looked like it should be a a victory for this team, especially the way they were playing, kind of laid an egg. It's been about the only one that they've they've not really played well, even in some of the losses, like you mentioned, to Philadelphia and Boston. I mean, is it all about mindset heading into into this one, or is there uh, something else you're looking for as when the Pacers host Houston after coming back from a a, a bit of a road trip? Yeah, I, th- I think you know respect. I mean, they, they're a very athletic team. It's ironic after the Pacers lost to San Antonio, Houston then beat San Antonio twice. Um, you know, this is a team. I just made a note in the last two years, they have seven first round picks on the roster. They have three from 2022 and four from last year. So those are seven guys that they're building. They, they've got some really good young players. 
again, they're looking to the draft. They're looking to this year. Uh, could they get it Wimbayana? Those types of things. But it's a very athletic team. They beat the Pacers in the preseason at Gamebridge Fieldhouse, and the Pacers uh, won back in November uh, at Toyota Center. But it's a really athletic team. Uh, they're dead last in points, field goal percentage, three-point percentage. But the one thing they do is they pound the glass. They're the best rebounding team in the NBA. I think all of us know that's been one of the Pacers' weaknesses uh, is the glass. So that'll be something to watch. Uh, but I, I think, I, in my opinion, I think that San Antonio game got the Pacers' attention. Um, you look at that, they were 3-1, and one, uh, and they lost to the so-called worst team on that trip. Uh, they had a terrific win on on Sunday at the United States. I mean, beating uh, Even though Chicago is under 500, Chicago just won at Denver last night by 20-plus. Uh, and Tyrese Halliburton hit that big three-point shot on Sunday. Uh, it was a great environment. It felt like a playoff game. Somebody told me uh, we had a big season ticket holder party at Gamebridge Fieldhouse last night, and and one of the fans said, you know, I was watching that game on television, and it felt like May. It, it felt like a playoff game. And I said, well, you know, even though it's not, that's what the Pacers are trying to experience with these young players. Uh, at, um, you know, atmospheres like that, games that are clutch, that come down to the final minutes. That's what the Pacers are doing right now, and that's only going to help them for the future. Well, and, and that actually gets to the, my next question, Chris, is I, I think coming into this season, everybody talked about a rebuilding year. Nobody really expected them yeah. to get to the playoffs, and, and a top six spot is, is probably out of the question. But at the same time, they're only two games back of that 10 seed, and I think whether or not they get into the play-in series, the fact that they're playing – meaningful basketball at this stage in the season like I said whether they get one of the the top the seven through ten or not just having that experience and going through that process I feel like is a is a great experience for this young roster yeah the bottom line is there is you also look into it you know with Cleveland's first round pick Boston's first round pick and their own first round pick I mean the Pacers go into this year's draft which I think they feel is pretty deep uh, even into the 20s with three first round picks. And so that's another way that you can add to your roster. But, but I think you're right, Dustin, no matter what happens on April the 9th, these guys are playing games because they, they want to experience the playoffs. I mean, I have said this, that in my fifth year, my first four years, the Pacers never made the playoffs. My fifth year, they snuck in as the eighth seed and got beaten five by Chicago. But that set the table for the next three years because then they went to the Eastern Conference semis and then back-to-back years to the Eastern Conference finals. Now, I'm not saying they're going to do that in the next four years to guarantee that. But I do think that that trip to the playoffs, even though many people thought they had no chance against the Bulls, it gave meaningful playoff experience to those players. And that's what Tyrese Halliburton and Buddy Heald and Miles, that's what they all want. They want that opportunity to play in the postseason because if you look, if you look at the roster, I, I mean, Daniel Tice has played in the playoffs. He was on Boston last year when they went to the finals. Miles Turner has been in the playoffs. Neesmith was at Boston. But up and down the roster, the guys that are playing meaningful minutes, they've not played in the postseason. That's why players like George Hill and James Johnson on the roster are invaluable, even though they don't play very much 
they can help these players understand what it's like to get to that point. I know you can't uh, predict draft status because we don't know, first of all, where they're going to end up. But Jalen Huchifino is kind of wor- is slowly working his way up the draft board in and into a, a potential first round pick. Um, again, we I always talk. Can, about- I can, yeah, I, Jim, I think he could potentially be a lottery pick. I mean, I really do. I well, mean, and then the, then there's the potential. Is there a potential of him landing in Indianapolis? Yeah, I mean, you, you know, you never know. I mean, I mean, the one thing he has is he has a really good, you know, he's physical. What is he, 6'6", six, 6'5", six, yeah. uh, six, six, six. The other guy that I'm intrigued by, and boy, he's had a great year and a great career is Trish Jackson Davis. I mean, you know, even though he doesn't shoot the ball from the outside and, and so many of the wings do it, you know, I, I asked somebody the other day, I said, could he be like Brandon Clark who played at Gonzaga now at Memphis? Now, fortunately, Clark tore his Achilles out for a while. Brandon Clark is a guy that at Memphis, they use around the basket. You know, he's he's catching in the lane. He's He's got the short little hook. Uh, he's got the flip shot. Uh, and he's highly effective. And I've been really impressed by Trace uh, all year long. You know, a year ago, I thought, yeah, how does he fit in the NBA? The more I've watched him and the toughness that he has and, and his grit and the determination, I, I think he's, you know, I think he can play in the NBA. Now, where that fit is, you know, who knows? I mean, that's, you know, for all the scouts and front offices to determine. But clearly, when you're, when you're IU, one of the reasons you had this great success is you've got two high-level players like that. They always say that it takes high-level players and guys that are going to the NBA to take you to the next level. And that's why I think Indiana's got a real chance, you know, not just in the Big Ten tournament, but, of course, in the NCAA tournament when it starts next week. Well, you cannot wait. Uh, looking forward to uh, talking to you again next week. May see you later. You never know. Uh, All right. But I, I hope you have a great day, buddy, and thank you so much. So do you want me to make some peanut butter and jelly for you? <laughs> there you I can go. give them to you, and then you can drive up to Chicago. No, thank you. I, I need I need to, to lose a few pounds anyway, so I could uh, I can do without. But uh, I right. do thank you for the offer. That's very very kind of you. All right, thanks, guys. Our great friend Chris Denari joining us here on Indiana Sports Beat Radio this Thursday. Uh, we've got more to come up. Uh, finishing it out this day as the Big Ten tournament has begun. Uh, all the tournaments into that way, but uh, more talk on a tournament. Who's doing what? Who's going to be doing what? Back. Brought to you by Bubba's 33 in Clarksville and Evansville. Down in southern Indiana, off of I-65 in the Clarksville area, right on uh, the Veterans Parkway. You can see all the American flags. And then uh, in Evansville, right off of the Lloyd, Bubba's 33, pizza, burgers, beer. Back with more right after this. We'll be right back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Whether it's at our place or yours, great food and a great time is our guarantee. Endeavor Hospitality is a locally owned and operated restaurant group also offering catering services in Bloomington, Indiana. Our local restaurants provide an array of options that never leave you bored. Just to tempt you with a few mouth-watering options, experience a charcuterie board at Feast, Southern Stone's Fried Chicken, Vegan Tacos at the Owlery, an authentic Italian meal at Cabello, or a hearty breakfast at BB's Market. Your next dining endeavor starts by visiting Endeavor, Indiana, 
Indiana.com or downloading the Wow Club app to earn exclusive dining rewards. Endeavor Hospitality and the Wow Network. Andy Moore Honda is Bloomington's number one Honda dealer simply because you get the best deals. And right now, it's the Certified Dream Deal Sales Event. Get 0.99% APR financing for well-qualified buyers on all 2017 through 2021 Honda Certified Pre-Owned Accords, Civics, CRVs, HRVs, and Pilots. See dealer for financing deals. Andy Moore Honda, Bloomington's number one Honda dealer. Get more to your door with AndyMoreHonda.com. Come see us at the all-new Andy Moore Honda, now in Bloomington. Hey, this is John, the producer with Indiana Sports Beat Radio. We're now a part of the Rivals Network. The Hoosier.com is where you can find complete coverage of Indiana basketball, football, and plenty more. Simply go to the Hoosier.com and sign up. It's free. You can also find full episodes of Indiana Sports Beat Radio on the homepage or on the station every week, Monday through Friday. If we're not on a station where you live, we should be. Ask for Indiana Sports Beat Radio. BB's Market is your local meat shop, steakhouse, and caterer. No matter where you live, located on South College in Bloomington, BB's opens every day at 6 a.m. with fresh, custom-made breakfast, brunch, lunch, and dinner items. With some of the best custom meats around, in-house made deli side dishes, salads, and lunch meats, BB's Market has the largest variety of in-house made products in southern Indiana, including 14 different marinades for chicken, beef, and unique recipes for over 35 varieties of brats and sausages. Visit bbsmarket.com for online ordering. If you're looking for a home in the Indianapolis area, you need Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty. Cheryl Sizemore has over two decades of experience, and that could be the difference in you getting the home you want in today's tough housing market. Reach out to Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty at Cheryl at IndieHomePros.com or 317-298-0961. Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty. Let Cheryl Sizemore get you in the home you want today. Cheryl at IndieHomePros.com. Southern Stone Restaurant, located at the corner of Patterson and Rogers in Bloomington, offers a variety of freshly made fare, tying their roots in limestone with their love of Southern eateries. With quality, local, and organic food as their main focus, Southern Stone strives to always provide their guests with an exceptional dining experience. With weekly specials, quick, attentive service, Southern Stone Restaurant provides delicious, five-star comfort food with a Southern charm at two-star prices. Southern Stone Restaurant is part of Endeavor Hospitality's Wild Club. This segment is brought to you by K-Bello. Now back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Welcome back, Indiana Sports Beat Radio. On this Thursday, it's March 9th. Tournament week going on. This segment brought to you by Cabello in Bloomington. Looking for something different for lunch or dinner? Visit Cabello, located on the square in downtown Bloomington. Experience the taste and traditions of Southern Italy right here in Southern Indiana. For those of you that are traveling in and out around to uh, IU games or whatever, stop by in Bloomington, get up Cabello, and you can also have the uh, Metalworks Brewing coming. That's the hat. If you watch on, uh, for those that watch on YouTube, the hat that I'm wearing, that's Dr. Hops from uh, Metalworks Brewing Company. Pretty pretty cool logo. I like it. Um, Tyler Staley joining us. I'm here. Uh, Faceless. We don't, we, 
we told him that he broke uh, he broke a camera last time, so uh, <laughs> all this Lakers off. stuff just completely just destroyed my camera. They couldn't yeah. take it. They couldn't take the Lake Show. Yeah, they're 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 rolling. Where where are they sitting at the NBA right now? Uh they won the other night. Um they're fighting right now for a play. Nobody spot. cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> no one cares. That's one hundred percent true. Um <laughs> They're ninth uh, in the West. Okay. So I think huh. they're in a play spot right now. Let me now. ask you this. They're ninth in the West. Where are the Pacers now in the East? To wealth. Okay, so the Lakers are only three spots ahead of a team that is basically in a rebuild. Right. Okay, I just Absolutely. want to get that clear. I just want to get that clear. Absolutely. <laughs> the joys um, of being a Lakers fan. First of all, let's talk. Oh, go ahead. Questions. Uh, what was – Dustin, you had it? So we got, we've got people that want to know some stuff about the recruiting and the transfer portal, Kyler. So I'm going to ask two parts so I don't forget here. Some interest in potentially Chris Ledlam out of Harvard. He's averaging 18, just under 19 points, nine rebounds per game. And then uh, an update on Kokomo's Flory Badunga. Yeah, so I guess with the transfer portal, uh, you know, that's starting up. I think March 13th is when they officially can put their names in the transfer portal. Um, Which is odd because that is in the middle of the NCAA tournament. Yes. Yeah. You know, like there probably will be a few teams that, uh, you know, that are playing. Um, They're still playing in postseason stuff, whether that be the NIT or whatever. Um, I I can totally see them still putting their names in the, you know, portal right away. Uh, Chris Ledham, if if that's how you pronounce his last name. Yeah. Averaging 18.8 points, eight and a half rebounds. Um, He shot 47% this year. Um, he's really the first, I guess, bigger name in the transfer portal. He's a six foot seven, 240, 225 pounds. I think he's a forward, if I can think correctly. Obviously, didn't watch a lot of Harvard games this year. So, um, but yeah, he's, uh, he's kind of the first name. I think he was, I can't remember who recruited him when he first got, you know, was in high school or whatever, but, um, he's kind of, uh, the new guy, the, the top guy right now. And then, Switching over to Florida Badunga. Um, obviously, there's not a whole lot of things that have changed. Um, he still, you know, came to visit the Indiana games and everything, all unofficial. So none of them were official. Um, let's let's just talk about the realities of Florida Badunga. Number one, he's a game changer. He uh-huh. he is when he ever lands him it is going to get a, a player that probably starts as a freshman and. Uh, it's hard to predict, guys, but man, he sure looks like he's ready to go to that next level. Kyler, you've seen him a hell of a lot more than I have, but he sure has that motor. It's the, it's the motor along with everything else. But the 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 reality of the situation is, he has been involved with an AAU program, and the coach of that program has a brother who is an assistant coach at Cincinnati. Um, not saying that that's you know, some kind of package deal, done deal, but you got you, you have that to worry about as far as the recruiting goes. Other than that, I think Indiana would probably be in a prime prime position, but not that they're not in a good position. But if it wasn't for that, they would probably be far leader in his recruiting, I'm guessing. Yeah, so 
obviously when he first came in, he Flory plays for Indiana Elite. He plays on the 2024 team along with Travis Perry and Rally Burgess, a couple of other Indiana recruits. Um, and then, you know, we've got some in-state guys there too. So Mark Adams, the guy that runs Indiana Elite, his son is actually the guy that's a part of the uh, Cincinnati um, kind of staff there. He's not an assistant coach. I think he's some kind of like assistant athletic director, something like that. So obviously when Flory came in, that was kind of the story um, with his recruitment. But nobody really expected Flory to take off the way he did last summer. Um, yeah, he, he was unranked. He was unranked in yeah, uh, most rankings, and now he's number two. Yeah, he was he's basically hidden in Kokomo. You know, he came into the season. Uh, he's playing in Kokomo, which they have a uh, – from what I hear, they have a fantastic international school. That's where a lot of international kids come to, you know, for their high school education when they come into the state. Anyway, um, you know, Flory was hidden. And then in the summer, once he was playing on the, you know, the Adidas circuit and everything within the elite, um, just kind of exploded. Um, and then that's when it was just like, you know, I, I don't know if, you know, him being tied to the school is necessarily a thing anymore. Um, just because, you know, he can go anywhere he wants. And like you said, he's a game changer. Indiana, I, I would say, sits in a slightly better spot than other schools that have recruited him, but, like, not by very much, just by a hair. Um, but he, you just don't know with his recruitment right now. It's still a mystery, and I don't know how much you're going to find out this summer either. Um, obviously, you know, where he's leaning towards May, you know, May kind of close in a little bit more once we talk to him and things like that. But he's been to Indiana multiple times. Like I said, they've been all unofficial visits, um, not official yet. Um, from what I hear, him and Gabe Cubs get along pretty well now. Uh, I think Gabe's mentioned that he's he's kind of one of his closer friends. So, um, did yeah. They to, did they used to it is what fight? it is right now. Did they so. used to fight before, not get along? Kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> Joking. But so we're talking about a kid that's a year from now anyway, who's going to be a one and done probably. I would assume so. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. mean, the way his talent is developing. Um, yeah. He's already number two a, a year or what? Yeah. He, he's going to be a one and done. So next year, Indiana going to have to hit the transfer portal, but let's talk about how, how the, the impact of if Xavier Johnson is able to come back, uh, to play next year for Mike Whitson as his starting point guard. The importance of that, I cannot stress to people because that takes an unbelievable load off of Mike Woodson having to find a point guard that can run the team now. That's not Gabe Cups. He's not going to come in. He's not Jalen Hood-Shafino. Nothing against Gabe Cups, but he's not Jalen Hood-Shafino. Having Xavier... That's a that's a guy that can score, get to the rim, facilitate, defend, and he is a veteran. And more importantly, he knows your offense. I mean, that's that's just that's fighting. That's manna from heaven. Now yeah. they can focus their attention in a specific area in the portal and w- the wing, and they probably need another big man. Yeah, on- yeah. Um, but yeah, Xavier Johnson coming back. That's huge. I mean, just, just because, like, you know, I know a lot of people are, like, ready for Gabe Cubs to come in. And now, if he has to apply and he has to get a, a – a, here's the deal. You, you get you, – you're allowed to play 10 games for a medical hardship. He played in the 11th game. He played, like, nine minutes. So that's what they're going to have to get around. Um, and so they'll have to – we'll have to wait to see what that ends up being. But 
Just wanted to throw that caveat in there. Sorry. Yeah. So, no, they're good. But anyway, um, yeah, Gabe Cubs. I know a lot of people, you know, a lot of Indiana fans are ready for Gabe Cubs to come in right away, take over. You know, they've seen him play in the high school level. I've seen him play multiple times. Gabe Cubs is a winner. He's a great, great player. But he's not a Jalen Huchavino. He's not that college-ready guy. That it's like a in. Purdue. It's like what Purdue is with Braden Smith and, and Fletcher Lawyer. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And, you know, you know, those guys dealt with, but people kind of forget, Purdue dealt with transfer issues, you know, players from last year transferring out. So Braden Smith was kind of thrown into the starting lineup. That was not the original plan with him. Um, you know, they, they tried to hit the transfer portal, too. They tried to get uh, the guy that went to Miami that's escaping my – you know, it's in my head right now. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, you know, Xavier Johnson coming back is huge just because you have your starting guard. You have your starting point guard. And not only that, you know, Gabe Cubs will likely be running that second unit. Um, Xavier Johnson for a full year. That's only going to make him better. Um, Gabe Cubs is going to be ready to take over, I think, the lead guard spot his sophomore year. But this, I mean, this next year, he's just not, it's not ready. He's got, he's going to have a major transition into the college game. He's going to have to get bigger. He's going to add some size to him. Um, but I mean, Gabe Cubs, I mean, I, I think he's going to be one of the, you know, one of the better Hoosiers for years to come. So um, I, I like what they're doing. Obviously, you know, the, the question is, what are they going to do with the bigs? Um, I would expect maybe a couple transfers out. That's just is my opinion. Um, so I, I think that's going to be the big question mark. They're going to have to hit the transfer portal pretty hard. Um, I haven't heard of anybody reclassifying from the 24 class, any bigs that like, you know, Indiana could potentially go after to fill that void. But, you know, other than Malik Renew, there's a lot of questions next year of what Indiana is going to do, what that front court's going to look like. So it's going to be a really interesting offseason when it comes to the transfer portal. That's for sure. Yeah. I, I think that, uh, there's going to be a lot of different faces, uh, for Indiana and, uh, some are not just by graduating. Uh, there's going to be a lot of lot of spots to fill. I mean, we we you already know how many are 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 leaving with race, Trace, Miller, Cop. Um, let's see who who else by. I mean, those are the three scholarship players. Okay, so sure those are leaving. three scholarship players for sure will be gone. Um. I would be surprised to see Logan Duncan back. Um, personally, it's a, real, so. it's a real possibility. I mean, obviously, this is just my opinion. Um, I have no insider information with this, but you know, Logan Duncan and Jordan Ronwell, well, those are two very interesting guys to keep a lookout for potential guys that transfer out. So, and that get, that's five spots to fill. Obviously, two of them are already filled. Um, but that still leaves three that they can go to the to the to the portal. And find find a big and and two wings. If if they can do that, you've got Trey Callaway, you've got Xavier at the point, uh, and, 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 and expect Caleb Rose. Banks and CJ Gunn to yes. have some improvement this year too. I, I think they'll they'll be set at guards. I think they'll be set at guards and wings. Maybe they can add another wing. Um, you've also got Jakai Newton coming in, who I think is going to be playing some heavy minutes for the Hoosiers, whether that be for the second well, unit. Well, what is the most important, in your opinion? What what is the most important out of those three open spots that I uh, that I think will be there that they need to fill? What what what's a what's what's the most importance? Do you think? I, I mean, I, I obviously think the answer is the front court situation. That I mean, they're going to be thin. You know, even even if let's say even if Logan well, you're going to have Xavier and Gabe Cups. 
Okay. Yeah. You might have Xavier. Well, right. yeah, you, yes. You got to keep you, saying. You, you got to plan on that. This right now, let's I plan would, on. I know, but in, in this, in, just for argument's sake, okay. let's plan on on Xavier being there, and and you have Gabe Cups behind him. Yeah, um, and then you've got obviously Tamar Bates, Trey Galloway, um, and then you, you got you, know, you need somebody else at the two besides Trey Galloway. You could. I mean, I, I wouldn't be shocked to see Trey Galloway still starting next year uh, alongside with uh, – Oh, Xavier no, Johnson. I expect that. I, I yeah. would expect that. I mean, there's yeah. no way he does it. He's too valuable. Uh, his his veteran – his leadership is too valuable. He Yeah. Absolutely. I just meant a, an additional, a backup. He, you yeah. Know, and then Gabe Cups will be behind Xavier, but who's going to be behind Trey Galloway? You, you have to have another two out there. And then that's when you look at C.J. Gunn or Ja'Kai Newton. Um I mean, Ja'Kai Newton, he's he's steadily improved. Uh, you know, when you look at all the rankings, the rival rankings, he's he's went up, you know, ever since he ever since the rivals rankings came out with uh, you know, his class. But um people kind of forget about Ja'Kai a little bit. He's gonna come in, he's gonna play some big minutes. He's a big guard. Um, he's almost college ready, I would say, just from size alone, but he's coming off an injury and he's looked pretty good since he came off that injury. So um, he's going to be playing some important minutes for the Hoosiers. I don't know if he'll start, but I would assume he's going to be one of the first guys off the bench next year. And I have to be honest with you, Caleb, both Caleb Banks and, and, and C.J. Gunn, I like them both. I like the ceiling for both of them. Uh, Caleb Banks, man, when he comes in, he, he does exactly what I hear Mike Woodson, what I've heard Mike Woodson talk about so many times when he says, you've got to make the most of your minutes. Well, he damn sure does. Uh, when he comes in, he and and this is a guy that can shoot the ball. He can shoot the three. He he's he's athletic. He's going to be a guy that he's going to be a, a wing that can shoot the three. That he can get to the that he can get to the rim, defend, rebound. He's going to be a valuable asset for Indiana. Yeah, uh, he is. Um, him and CJ both. I agree with you. I think their ceiling's very high. Um, this year, just obviously, they just weren't ready. You know, Caleb Banks, you know, he's been kind of forced to enter that rotation with Jordan Durano being injured and, you know, a couple of different lineups where, where Indiana's got to kind of use, like, you know, Caleb's, you know, athleticism. You know, he's a smaller smaller four right now. They can use him at multiple spots. He fills in yep. for Miller Cop. So, um, well, the Big Ten tournament uh, is getting underway. Well, it's already underway, but uh, four games today. Make sure you check those out. The first one is Rutgers and Michigan. Uh, then you've got the, uh, the the Buckeyes taking on the Hawkeyes. Then uh, there's a break, and then you have Penn State at Illinois. And then after that, that's Indiana's bracket, the last of the day. Maryland taking on Minnesota. So we'll see who Indiana will play tomorrow with that game tonight. And uh, I'll be coming to you from Chicago tomorrow, uh, site of the uh, Big Ten Tournament. And uh, we'll be back to do it all again. Uh, Dustin, look forward to it. Yep, safe travels up to Chicago. I appreciate it. Uh, you never know, we may have Kyler back on again tomorrow. We d- Tomorrow just may be a fly by the seat of our pants. So who go. knows? But uh most importantly, I have to thank uh, Matt Taylor, of course, from the Colts, uh, Kyler Staley from thehoosier.com. Make sure you're giving him a follow, keeping up with everything that's going on in the Big Ten tournament and beyond for the Hoosiers. Uh, Chris Denari from the Pacers as well. 
John, the producer. Most importantly, thanks to you guys, without you to be here. Uh, looking forward to being back here tomorrow to do it all again. And we may have some special shows over the weekend just because of everything that is going on. Uh, Charlie Miller, make sure you give him a follow. He is going to be uh, probably doing a live cast on the Hoosier.com as well, or you know, the, the, the uh, live blog, so you can follow along with that. Uh, so we're going to have everything everything covered for him uh, for Indiana basketball and women's. Don't forget the uh, Indiana women will begin play next week. Looking forward to seeing that tournament draw on Sunday where the men end up and, of course, hoping that Indiana, the women, draw that number one seed. We'll find out. But uh, until then, until tomorrow, I am Jim Coyle. I will see you on the radio. Thanks for listening to Indiana Sports Beat Radio. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube page for more clips and team coverage of Indiana basketball, football, and more. You can also find full episodes and tons of other content on thehoosier.com. We'll see you next time for another edition of Indiana Sports Beat Radio.